Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you're returning, then hey, hey, and if you're a new, then welcome. Today, we are covering the stages of healthy masculine energy, and I want to cover these because, as we all know, we have both masculine and feminine energy within all of us, male or female. While men or males may dominate in the masculine energy a little bit more than women, it is still prevalent in both. The difference between the feminine and the masculine energy is where the feminine energy is that internal energy, it's our natural spirit, it's our intuition, it's everything that cannot be explained. While the masculine energy is all external energy, it is developed over time and depending on what happens in our lives at different stages, it can either make this energy become very fear-based in the way that we relate to the world and the way others relate to us. Or it can be a very secure and stable energy. So I want to go over these stages so it can help us to really understand how this energy really works and how in certain cases we can really become stunted in our masculine energy in our growth and development. So let's go ahead and get started. The first stage of our masculine energy is communication. Now, in this stage, we are learning from our outside sources. We're learning from what we're hearing on a regular basis, what others are saying to us, and we're repeating what we're hearing. And this stage is so important, and it can be either slowed down or accelerated depending on our environment. The words we say and how we say them is all learned by the people we are around, what we hear on a regular basis. So that's why that masculine energy is everything that's external and how we receive it and work with it and then put it back out into the world all has to do with that masculine energy. So when that child at a very, very young age is just learning simple words, mama, dada, or just learning to associate words with objects, of course, internally, you can be able to know what you want to say or how you feel, but the way that you communicate that, the language that you're speaking, the words that you're saying, how you're enunciating your words is all dependent upon your environment and how you learn that. If you were to take a human being and put them out in the wilderness, never around people, never around anything else uh, that would teach them what to say and how to say it, they would not know how to communicate properly. It doesn't mean they don't feel how they feel and that they want to communicate certain things, but they wouldn't know how to express that communication. So over time, communication gets developed further and further as we learn more words, as we learn more association to things, and it can really get more and more evolved the more we grow. The fascinating thing about communication is there are so many different ways in which we communicate. It can be through writing and reading. It can be through sign language, through body language. That is our natural communication is through body language, right? That's not something that's always learned. It can be a natural body language, but it is still absorbed from what we're seeing and we're replicating that. We are literal sponges. So we learn from our surroundings on a regular basis. We're designed to be that way. 
space. So that masculine energy is really our shell and our identity based upon our external sources. So that first stage is communication that we start super, super young, maybe even around the age of one or even younger than that, really, honestly, just coming in the world crying and letting the surrounding caregivers know if we're hungry, if we're uncomfortable, those are forms of communication. And how we develop that and evolve that over time is through external sources. And then as we move further along within our journey, as we grow and develop, that next stage of our masculine energy is going to be boundaries. This stage can easily get stunted if we're not supported in the best way. Now I get it, especially at that toddler stage where everything is no, 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 mine, mine, mine. They've really learned this powerful word of no means, hey, if I say no, that means I don't have to do it or I don't want it or I don't like it. Or, hey, if I say this is mine, that means I don't want you to touch it because I value it and I like it and it's mine. But over time, depending on our external sources, if you have people that are very controlling or influential or Maybe they may use some guilt trips on you as you grow as a person where you may try to say no, they may try to bring confrontation or just bring a very uncomfortable feeling and that can teach you at a very early age to not set proper boundaries for yourself. If you go through a lot of physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, this also breaks down your ability to make proper boundaries because you've now received the fear behind making decisions and setting proper boundaries for yourself. Anytime you receive that negative response from things, whenever you're trying to assert yourself can teach you, Ooh, well, that felt worse than me actually setting boundaries. Then I guess I'll just go along with what other people say. So boundaries is very, very important because it's not necessarily meant to keep other people out or to block people from being a part of you or being a part of your life, but it's really meant to help you stay in, to keep you on the right track, to keep you in alignment with yourself and we will go over boundaries more and more throughout this series, but boundaries are extremely important, especially if you have a goal, if you have something that you want to do for yourself, you need to be able to set proper boundaries to protect your energy and your time. Because as we all know, protection is also tied to masculine energy. The next stage of our masculine energy is going to be independence. Now we get plenty of opportunities to be independent as we grow into adulthood, right? So just from that early stage as a child, learning to walk, that is a huge step towards our independence to where we no longer have to depend on someone to carry us everywhere we want to go. We are now deciding what we want to do, when we want to do it, what clothes we want to wear, making little small decisions for yourself. Now, this can easily become stunted and controlled, especially if you have codependent caregivers. If they feel secure by being needed, they may stunt your ability to be 
independent for yourself because it can make them feel as though they're not needed. They don't really know their role anymore. They feel like they're losing a part of their identity if they're not needed as much. So not really thinking from your perspective of, oh, this person is building their independence because they need to be able to set accountability for themselves and be their own person. Instead, they focus on themselves thinking, oh no, I have gotten settled in this role of being this person to be this caregiver for them and do everything for them. What does that mean if I'm no longer doing that? And depending on that individual, this can carry out into adulthood where when that person wants to leave the house or leave the nest or want to be on their own, depending on their parents, they can get easily stunted. Now, a lot of parents want that freedom, right? They want to be able to say, oh God, please go do something on your own. I need a break. And that's important, right? We're supposed to feel like that so that we can all be able to take care of ourselves properly and we don't stunt our independence. We also get those opportunities for independence as we get older and we learn how to drive when we leave the house, depending if we decide to go to college or just decide to go on to working for ourselves, if we decide to just become financially independent as well. While you can live on your own, you can also be very dependent on someone else financially. So independence encompasses all of that financial, physical, emotional, mental, all of that. You may be emotionally dependent on someone where as soon as you feel uncomfortable or you feel unsafe or you feel sad, you have to go depend on something else that is more stable or secure or nurturing towards you so that you can unload a little bit. And while it's important for us to be able to connect to one another and to be able to support each other in different relationships, we have to be able to learn how to become a little bit more dependent on ourselves because when we do that, we begin to trust ourselves more. When we trust ourselves more, we become more confident and secure within ourselves. The next stage of our masculine energy is going to be our confidence. So just like I was saying, that independence really begins to fuel our confidence as we get older. Now that confidence comes up at any point in time, whether we're children, we're teens, we're adults, we're in new places, and that confidence is going to feel different in different times because we don't always feel secure 100% of the time. There's always something new that comes up. There's always a new challenge, but a general sense of who we are, a general trust in ourselves that even if I'm in a new space. I know how to get myself out of certain situations. I know how to be resourceful. I know how to do X, Y, and Z. I can become a little bit more confident that I can trust myself more. So your confidence really does come from within, but it's also dependent upon those other stages of our masculine energy, being able to communicate and say how we feel properly, being able to set proper boundaries, and being able to be independent in different areas builds our confidence more. And confidence is always very, very attractive because it is that sign of trust and security. Let's take a quick break, maybe grab something to drink, a little water, stretch a little bit, soak up this information, and we'll be right back in just a moment. 
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, Love Tribe. And so now we are wrapping up those stages of our masculine energy. So while the first stage that we covered was that communication and then setting boundaries and then independence and confidence, we now focus on protecting others. So when we learn how to protect others, that really means protecting things outside of ourselves. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're Superman or Wonder Woman, you're out here fighting crime and saving everyone on the street, but really meaning protecting externally. And a lot of times we tend to protect the things that we love. We protect the things that we care about because we want to keep it. We understand the concept of loss and how that feels when we lose something feels very uncomfortable. So when it comes to protecting others, this can be dependent on the role we play in our families or our lives. If we are the older sibling and we are Seeing how our younger siblings are being treated or bullied, we can become very protective over them. We love them very much. We feel that that is our responsibility, especially if we had parents that said, look out for your brother or sister, you know, that can be something that we naturally tend to take on over time. If we begin to protect our time, we know that time is of the essence, right? We don't always have all of the time in the world to do everything we want to do. We are on a time constraint. Of course, this is all based on perception and illusion. However, because of the world operating on the concept of time, we begin to now focus on protecting our time and our energy a little bit more. If we want to get some things done, we can't just allow for our time to just go out the window because we know that each day is going to come. We also begin to protect other things that we like. This can even be inanimate objects, right? We can become protective over something if we associate value towards it. If there's something that we have that we receive from someone we really love and care about, we can become very protective over those things. And we don't want it to get broken. We don't want it to get pulled away from us because it means something to us. So protective over outside things is also a part of our masculine energy. And as we grow and develop and get older, we then become more protective over, say, our family. If we have children, we're protective over our children. We're protective over our pets. We're just protective over anything that we love in general. But this can start at a younger age. I've seen so many children just be very protective over their siblings and their toys even. So it really starts at any age. The next stage of that masculine energy is learning how to protect 
ourselves. Now, this is something that kicks in oftentimes when we go through a traumatic experience, when we experience pain, when we experience a hard lesson, when something happens to us that really, really makes us feel really bad, we can become more protective over ourselves. Now, if there's some unhealed wounds that's still there, We can go into overdrive and become overprotective and we can become very guarded over ourselves and it can be difficult for people to really connect with us if we're still operating out of fear for something bad to happen to us again. And it's very natural for this to occur, but we want to focus on healing and that's where healing that feminine energy is going to really come in and tap in for you. And then that final stage or the other stage that comes in is to be able to support and provide for others. So this can be in many ways. It can be providing and supporting others emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. It can be in so many ways, but having that inclination to want to provide and give towards others is something that is a part of our masculine energy and it's a responsibility, right? So responsibility is a big part of masculine energy, accountability, doing, taking action, being accountable for yourself is something that is a part of your masculine energy. Now, this is not necessarily a stage that we go through, but more so an energy that is tied to every stage. And it requires empowerment and motivation and support so that it can develop each stage properly. And that energy is courage. So you have to have courage in order to progress and get to each stage. Now, courage does not mean that you have no fear. doesn't mean you're not afraid. It means you are afraid, but you still have the courage within you to progress forward. There's something at the end of that line that says, okay, I know that I'm scared. I might feel afraid, but my fear does not override the end result. And you have courage to get to that next thing. So it takes courage to communicate sometimes, to be able to speak in front of people, to be able to speak confidently, to be able to speak your mind, to be able to stand up for yourself, to be able to stand up for others, to be able to communicate your needs and wants. And as we all know, depending on what we've been through in our lives, you might have said something or try to communicate at an early age that was voicing your opinion on something. And what if someone said, that's stupid or nah, stop talking, shut up, whatever, you know, maybe another fear-based masculine energy or abuse or anything, or if you say that, I'm going to do this to you. That can easily stunt your ability to communicate properly. So it takes courage to be able to communicate, especially in uncomfortable situations. It takes courage to set boundaries. Maybe you have a fear that if I set this boundary that this person's not going to accept me or they're going to reject me or they're not going to like me or they're going to yell at me or they're going to abandon me. Those are legitimate fears that all of us have. 
we're very social. So feeling like you're going to be eliminated or excluded in some way makes you feel unsafe. So you may set your courage to not set boundaries. But at the end of the day, all of these stages, when they're healthy, they are always in support of you. And when you are in support of yourself, then you're able to really advance in life and others will always benefit from you regardless. It takes courage to be independent. It takes courage to leave the nest. It takes courage to say, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I'm just not going to accept any money or financial resources from anyone else. I'm going to try to make it on my own. And I'm going to go through some rough times. I might go through some feelings of being uncomfortable. I might go through some feelings of lack for just a short amount of time. But I have courage that I'm going to be abundant. I have courage that I'm going to be prosperous because I'm resourceful enough to do it. I am scared. I am afraid that it may not all work out, but I'm still courageous enough to do it. You have to have courage to have confidence sometimes to be able to hold your head up and walk into a room when you're the one that looks different or you have a different outlook on life or maybe you carry yourself a different way. It's that fear that you're not going to be accepted, but it takes courage to be confident anyway. And it's important for us to be confident. When we're confident, we have better relationships. We have real relationships, right? Because we're being true to ourselves. We're being authentic. And when we're authentic, then we're living within ourselves. We're living in alignment with who we are. We're on the right path. And of course, it takes courage to protect others, to be able to sacrifice your possible well-being to be able to put yourself in danger, possibly for another person that's not yourself, that takes courage. That takes courage. And it takes courage to protect yourself, right? You might want to run away and run and hide or try to avoid something. But to be able to stand up and defend who you are and protect yourself if needed takes courage and you're able to do that. And it takes courage to support and provide for others outside of yourself too, right? Knowing that you have that responsibility and that role that you're playing to provide for others in some way. It can even be for a community. You could be a leader. This is where that leadership comes in for a masculine energy to be able to lead a community and to put on that role and responsibility to commit to yourself and to commit to others to say, I'm here to lead. I'm here to support and provide whatever it is I'm providing, whether it's knowledge or wisdom or resources. I am taking on that responsibility. I am a leader and I don't always have all the answers and I might mess up. But I'm courageous enough because I trust who I am enough that I'm going to do the right thing. So those are all those different stages of masculine energy. And as you can see, they're very, very important for everyone to have. Important for men, important for women. And they really help us to mold ourselves and who we are. Not only do they help us to become our true selves, but they also instill respect where others may not agree, and that's okay. We don't have to be for everyone, but we are respected. People understand who we are. They're able to know, okay, there's some boundaries there that I can't just do whatever I want. I can't just take advantage of that. 
We don't have control over other people. We only have control over ourselves. We don't have control over if someone is in a fear-based mindset and how they're going to react to us and how they may treat us and the things they may say to us. And if we are not strong within our healthy masculine energy, it can cause for us to become depleted within ourselves. It can lead to depression and anxiety. When we're not within our healthy stages of our masculine energy, it can cause for us to be very depressed as well as increase anxiety because depression is that trapped anger, right? It's when we have those expectations of what our life should be and we're so tied to that and it's not matching and we're feeling depressed about it. Or there's something that we were not able to express how we felt. We were not able to communicate how we felt. We weren't able to even communicate towards ourselves how we felt and to get it out and it's trapped and it's just pulling us down further and further and further and further. When it comes to anxiety, that's trapped energy. That's what anxiety is. It's energy that's trapped either mentally, emotionally, or physically. And so when we're not acting out in who we are, we're not taking action. If we're not taking responsibility and accountability, making decisions and moving forward in our lives and what we have to do for ourselves, if we're just allowing for all of these thoughts and feelings and emotions and energy to just build up and build up and build up and build up and build up over time and just sit in there, we're going to feel anxious. We're going to feel bottled up. So that masculine energy is so important to help us to really express all of that energy, to get it out, to take action, and to feel grounded and centered and stable and secure and safe in our lives so that we can enjoy our feminine energy that is flowy, that is fun, that is childlike, that is sensual, that is creative. We're able to embrace all of those beautiful things that makes life life when we're stable and secure within our masculine energy. So this concludes our episode on the stages of masculine energy. I hope that you enjoyed it. Up next, we will cover what masculine energy looks like in men. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.